Tell me you don't want to be part of kickball history. I don't want to be a part of kickball history. I'm not making a request. I'm prepared to blackmail you with a picture of you wearing Kanye West Venetian sunglasses, nut hugger jeans, and Louis Vuitton driving shoes. That's Photoshop. Explain that to media takeout. I'll risk it. Hello, friends. Welcome back to season three, episode three, The Red Ball of the Boondocks podcast. This episode, when the Chinese call in some old debts, Ed Wensler is forced to gamble all of Woodcrest's economic fortunes on a kickball game with its sister city, Wuxiang, China. Kickball legend Huey Freeman is to come out of self-imposed exile. But before that, Today is a very intimate, very special episode as MJ and Tira are both out and it's just me and the boys, Dean and our host, guest host, Demond. Hello, hello, neighbors and friends. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you back, man. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's not it's like, I, it's like I don't get to see you enough. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I didn't want to um, overstimulate you with all this demondness, especially in the month of, well, yeah, the last day of Demogus. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that's why I suggested every two weeks for a dispute instead of every week, because I think if we, I think we get tired of each other at some point. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we have a lot of fun. I, I, yeah, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy your company. I, and I, and I do you, I'm always, I'm, I'm always, uh, a bit anxious. Cause I know if I get too excited, um, one way or the other stuff's just going to start flying out of my mouth and I can't take it back. So I just have to be careful. Sure you can. We, we just DM Dean and say, Hey, can you cut out? This <laughs> you know, I haven't, I have not been asked to do that in a while. So <laughs> yeah, I think mostly we let it hang out, but I'm just saying there is an erase button. For those who need it, like myself, that's oh uh, yeah, the uh, it's like Missy Elliott that that backwards part. <laughs> mm. I can hear it in my head, but I'm not going to embarrass myself by attempting do it, it. Do it. <laughs> it's your <laughs> and that's why we love you, Lindsay. <laughs> well, well, we'll just add it to the list. It's uh, <laughs> y'all nice. Well, All right. Can you make it easy? <laughs> Current events. Current events, man. Yeah, I, I I put some stuff down. Uh, I don't know if you want to go over those first, or if you have some other stuff on your mind that you want to cover. Oh, no, yeah, no, so. y'all. I'm in the trenches. End of month is horrible <laughs> for a business owner oh. for the most part. Mm. Um, but you did have some pretty pretty big news here, which is yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, well, uh, first of all. Uh, rest in peace to uh, Ed Asner, who played Ed Wensler. Um, 
two totally different personalities in real life. <laughs> um, Ed Asner was actually a very, very good guy. Everybody that ever worked with him, it sounds like just loved him. He was an old, he was a curmudgeon, but he was an affable curmudgeon apparently. So everybody that uh, s- sent their condolences to his family, all, uh, you know, the actors that have worked with him all seem to have loved him a lot. So I, uh, I, I hope that that's, you know, even the case with the, uh, the actors, uh, from the boondocks who got to work with him. So, uh, but yeah, I, so yeah, rest in peace to him. He was 91. So, wow. um, also the last numbers also, uh, by, by the time this comes, by the time this comes out, well, the, the Patreon folks will get to hear this, but, uh, we want to give a a shout out to Cat Williams on his 50th birthday on September 2nd. Um, and finally, the big news uh, is uh, there is a Fresh Prince reboot. Uh, now, this is this is something apparently that's been in the works for a bit. Um, but this today was the first I heard of it. And they have announced uh, Jabari Banks will be playing Will. It will be an hour long episode. It's going to be called Bel Air. And it from the trailer that I've seen that was used to create the idea, it's going to be a little bit more real. Um, and we, we watched a little bit of that before we kicked things off. What did you guys think of that? Like I kind of said before, at first I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I want to laugh. You know what I mean? It's kind of that conditioning from our youth and our experience with Fresh Prince, but whatever. I, I kind of don't like when people kind of gatekeep hmm. things or are afraid hmm. of letting things just branch out and be what they want to be. So give it to us. Give us gritty, fresh prints. Maybe this will start off a whole new genre of, you know, Happy Days is now The Sopranos. And, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, who knows? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because you imagine Fonzie being a real fucking Hell's Angel? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Put a pin in that one. That's another one to jot down. Was it Smokey and the Bandit? Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, yeah. Happy Days. Happy Days. And there was something else you mentioned before we started. What was There was another one. I'll think of it in a minute. What was it? Yeah. yeah, I can't remember now. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I am looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I know that because uh, what it came out today was that they announced that Jabari Banks was going to be playing Will and Will Smith actually video called him to tell him that he got the role. And it was it was really cool watching that. So he he was super excited. And the kid, the kid is actually from West Philadelphia. Uh, Jabari Banks is from West Philadelphia. So he's born and raised. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he spend his time? <laughs> Uh, most of his days uh, well, uh, <laughs> on the playground maybe <laughs> um my only concern uh i like i like i'm i'm i agree with you guys um with you all uh that uh it'll be interesting to see how they how they put it together especially with it being more gritty mm-hmm. uh, my like i like i mentioned to you earlier uh my biggest concern would it would be it turning into like trauma porn like I'm I'm totally done mm-hmm. with watching black folks and even in fantasy getting getting killed. I'm just I'm over it. It's, you know, so I mean that's wh- that's the that's my that's my uh light concern. But if like you like we talked about, if Will Smith is involved with it, I'm I'm it, that that apprehension's much less. So yeah, that, so my question on that is, is is it different if it's quote unquote trauma porn, if it's if a black if black creators who are making this show 
uh, if versus white creators who create trauma porn? Uh, do I feel about it that it's different or well, well the I mean, yeah, well, cause I mean, I can only ask you to, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I'm curious. So, I mean, what, what's your opinion on those things? I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it seems very, you know, I mean, well, I don't know. I can't, <laughs> I, I'm curious about it. So. I'll, Go yeah, ahead. For me, I would say no, honestly. I mean, I'm not at the point where I'm kind of like sick of that shit yet because I typically won't watch it. Sorry if that makes me a bad black person, y'all. But I think it's because after we went through this whole recent Black Lives Matter real life bullshit, I was just kind of like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not kind of, there's like a lot of pop culture shit, even Netflix documentaries that I haven't even watched yet because I'm not ready to do that. And like, they just did the grown-ish covering all the Black Lives Matter stuff. Mm. Didn't watch it until yesterday because I just didn't want to go there. So I don't really care who's creating it. I kind of just, typically if I'm watching TV, I want to get away from the real world and this trauma for a while. And so I don't care who's doing it. I I need a break. (laughs) But. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. I kind of feel I kind of feel the same way. There, I mean, if it's done well, I guess because you know, like I loved Lovecraft Country. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but, but there was there was depth to that, right? You know, um, as long as it's it's just like with anything, I guess if it's done with care and it's, I don't know about any. I don't. I, I can only speak for me, but I can I can feel the difference. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference between I hate to crack on somebody's favorite show, but um, the way they treat uh, death in I'll use Lovecraft Country, Lovecraft Country versus the way black people uh, are treated in, say, Supernatural. You know what I mean? Like I've been watching 12 seasons of that with my wife, like every time a black person shows up, I hate the dog on it because I actually like the show. But every time a black person shows up, they're either an I, I know one, two things. One, they're an antagonist, probably. And two, they're gonna die with it. They're gonna die pretty fairly soon. Yeah. And so, I like, did, I did got, like Rufus, <laughs> Rufus and Bobby together. I wanted, I wanted a spinoff show of that. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> two old guys out hunting. Man, first time, I remember first time seeing Rufus. He comes up to Bobby's door and says, "I need you to help me bury a body." <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a true friend. Right yeah, there. true. That's a true friend. <laughs> if you got one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's I, right or die right there. Yeah, I, and I know what you're talking about because yeah, even uh, women on that show, um, man, <laughs> Bruh. And I don't know if they mean to do that or if that's just you know, you know, it's it's kind of like the the structural racism. It's just part of the cycle, and you don't think about it. Um, I I think I, I um Stephen Barnes is an uh is a very successful author. And he wrote this um, writing program called The Life, uh, oh gosh, Life Writing. And it's based off of the, um, uh, 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 The Hero's Journey is is Mm -hmm. what it's based off of. And he also talks about um, how you, how the writers, um, uh, the more someone writes, the more their subconscious feelings and thoughts come out. So like uh, using Supernatural as an example, it may not be a conscious thing, but is but it 
see it looks like it's a subconscious thing with the creators mm-hmm. and maybe like the directors or whoever's you know making the show they may not even know that they're doing it you know what i mean yeah well i mean after 20 seasons or 20 seasons is that right 15, 15 seasons yeah 15. yeah 15 seasons that they've had a myriad of writers and showrunners i mean eric kripke i think left after what season eight if that, uh, who's, I mean, he's, he created the show and he, he's actually the right. one who actually brought the boys, uh, to Amazon. Um, so, and he's done some, he's, he's done some pretty good things. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've changed showrunners and writers a lot on that. So I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious about how, how that all takes place. You know what I mean? I mean, about how, how that feeling of the show has been consistent throughout um even though they've had so many changes in showrunners and stuff that is a good question (laughs) i bet you a lot of the show i bet you a lot of the showrunners and the decision makers look similar (laughs) yeah wouldn't surprise me Mm -hmm. yeah that's and that's you know that's and that's kind of why i'm excited uh about like you know we were talking about earlier reservation dogs um Mm -hmm. which you know uh, it's all indigenous actors and is uh, produced by Taika Waititi, um, who, I mean, M- Maori from, you know, <laughs> so indigenous himself just from another place. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's brilliantly written. Um, and 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 they actually in the most recent episode had uh, Kanyatia Horn, who plays Tannis and Letterkenny on the show as a character. Damn on the it's show. sold. <laughs> Oh, I love Tannis. I, I, I coined the phrase "big Tannis energy." So she she is awesome. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yeah, right. Well done, yeah, sir. I, well I, done. No, no, yeah, you can't see the reaction on video. Well done. <laughs> well done. But yeah, I I, uh, I I I love her so much. She is such a force, and she's brilliant. And I, you know, I've I've ever since my first seeing her on Letterkenny, I always hoped that they would do a spinoff show of the res with her. And this feels a lot like what I would have expected. So I, that's one of the things I love about it. So, yeah. And they, so yeah, they, they, they do well with that. And that's kind of my, my, my feeling about Fresh Prince as well. I mean, if, if they've got, you know, if, if this is written by written, created, directed, produced by black folks, I'm all in. I mean, if so, that's kind of where I am. What uh, interesting about Lovecraft Country, though, uh, the guy who wrote it, Matt Ruff, white dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we listened to, and the book, the book is really, really good. Lots of good history. I mean, and I was listening to uh, we, we, TR and I do Audible. We've got hundreds of books on Audible just because we're ADHD and we can't sit there and read. Um, so uh, Audible has been really good. And, and I picked that up because, I, you know, Lovecraft, Jim Crow era. Uh, you know, black lead character. I'm and I, I listened to a little bit of it and I downloaded it. I'm, I, I told Tiara because I, I said this sounds really interesting. So we listened to it and, I, and we're like halfway through it and I'm just kind of seeing what other what what else the author has done. And I see he's a white dude. I'm like, wow. I and I told Tiara and she goes, really? Because <laughs> because it feels very authentic. You know, like an authentic black voice has come out so uh it was uh yeah really surprising so and and even the changes that they did in in the tv show compared to the book 
were still, I mean, I mean, it just added, <laughs> added to it. It was, you know, great flavor. Um, un, unlike some of the stuff that they've done with American Gods, um, which kind of, you know, there's, they, there, they've been some dodgy showrunners there and which caused, uh, Orlando, uh, Jones, right? Orlando Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to, to leave. And he, cause he played one of the major characters, uh, uh, Anansi, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Nancy and, oh God, he was brilliant at it. Um, and I'm glad they are making, uh, uh, an Anansi boys uh, as well. So, but even though Neil Gaiman, white British dude <laughs> wrote all that, uh, I think he, you know, he, he, he has huge respect for those characters in mythology. Um, so I think what he did and then what ended up happening with showrunners on there kind of screwed a lot of that up and that's why the show's now been canceled. So. <sighs> <laughs> But yeah, looking forward to Anansi Boys. If you've read that, if you, I don't know if you've read that at all, but it's a, it's a really good book. I haven't. I I've had uh, American Gods uh, in the house, and I just I have I have some of the same stuff. Like the ADHD man is like <laughs> I can only sit here for so long. Get I can barely audible. get through comic books. Hey, uh, you I know, barely and, get through comics. By the way, Audible. If you would like to uh, be a sponsor of our show, we'd love to have you. Uh, get the book on Audible.com. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead Lindsay. do do a quick read go ahead you sound the most professional of the three of us oh no <laughs> not at all oh no 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 <laughs> so what you got going on Lindsay? oh guys all i do is work i'm telling you i think you guys think i'm bullshitting that's all i do you got you got you you have to do something else I, That's well, <laughs> I, I explore different work opportunities, so we'll kind of see what's going on with some things. And then maybe in a few weeks, I'll have new announcements. All right. So, Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Sending out the good vibes. Yes. Though I don't know if I want to do this, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. Lots we'll of see. change. Lots of changes seem to be happening uh, with, with everybody. I mean, we're getting new podcasts. We're getting new jobs. We're moving everything. You know, it's like everybody doing stuff. And, uh, you know, I hope whatever MJ, it sounds like MJ is going through some personal stuff right now and we wish her the best. So, uh, and TR is off on vacation out, out in Venice beach. So. Absolutely. Is she okay with the air quality and everything? She seems to be doing all right. Okay. Good. She's taking a few pictures of her just with toes in the sand. So yeah, I yes. know that was her dream. Yeah. <laughs> she is. Yeah, oh God. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how much I hate Los Angeles and the surrounding area, <laughs> which is why I'm not there. But yeah, it's, I, I, she's very happy and I'm happy that she's happy. So if, if she had gotten there and it had been shitty, I would have been really sad for her. <laughs> Cause oh, man. I mean, yeah, even though I don't like it, I know a lot of people love it and that's fine. But I mean, I, <laughs> it's, it's not definitely, you know, I've, I love after living there for 15 years, hard no. Mm. All right. Amen. <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to chat about before we get going? I'm good to go. All right. So do you want? Do you want to? So we have, we haven't fully decided. Do you want to? Do you want to do the uh, the show read? And then I'll, I'll and I'll play clips yeah. as we go. Sure. All I was right. gonna say I'll start. You jump in when you want. I can do that. Sure. Let's do it. All right. All right, y'all. So 
we open at the Wensler Mansion. Ed is having drinks with a Chinese businessman, Mr. Long Dao. And Dao tells Wensler about how in China, if you lose $20 billion, they shoot you. In America, they give you another $20 billion. How true is that? <laughs> I was like, we need to adopt. I mean, you know, I have no problems with adopting that. You know what I mean? Like, make you a little more responsible. Well, this is all, and this all, this, this episode happened, ha- just happened to come out, you know, shortly. I mean, this couple of years after the, the big, the big bailout. So I think a lot of that's what, that, the, what this is based on. Every time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dow then discusses his kickball team and expects a great contest. Wensler tells him that his team shits on their team. <laughs> Dow then tells Wensler that his associates want all of their money. And Ed says that's not possible, but suggests that they work it out over a wager. Cut to the Freeman house and we see Granddad trying to talk Huey into playing kickball. Kickball. He refuses and says that he can't go back after giving a little girl a permanent severe limp. Granddad says that Ed is asking him personally. Ed Munster owns everything, including the bank that owns this house. He just got $20 billion in bailout money, and I'm trying to be his best friend. If Ed wants to tell me to jump, I'm going to say how high and throw your ass in the air. I'm not going to play. Okay, fine. If you don't want to play, you don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go ahead. Go ahead no, I was just going to say we should probably uh, discuss, stop to discuss here how you guys are all feeling about this corporate bullshit. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was uh, the first clip I picked. But before we get into that, I love how it uh, brings up the uh, wager. He says, how's your gambling problem? <laughs> <laughs> And and uh, Dong, what was his, I almost said Long Dong? What is his name? Long, Long Dao. Long Dao. Yeah, I just yeah, that's foul. Messed that all up. Um, <laughs> he says much better now. Like they just, yeah. just right into it, like <laughs> just dirty. Yeah, yeah. Wensler is not going to pull any punches. He's going to do every dirty trick that he can come up with. And and and, that, and Long is not any different. <laughs> so except actually lift a finger, as we'll find out. <laughs> True. <laughs> Um, but the uh, I, the one the one of the reasons I uh, picked this clip is is one because Granddad is very Granddad in for himself. You know, he's trying to get him a yacht. <laughs> yep. But but the other thing is the my uh, when he says if Mister Wunsler uh, asks me to jump I, or uh, tells me to jump, I won't ask how high and throw your ass in the air. <laughs> my dad used to say to me all the uh, me and my sister. It is like, when I say jump, you don't ask how you jump. So when I when I heard the the extension of that and throw your ass in the air, I was like, man, <laughs> I wish my dad had heard that. I'd love to hear that as a kid. I just got I just got so tickled. It, it took me back. Yeah, I, I guess uh, cheese isn't working anymore for <laughs> for granddad. <laughs> Ed's on to him. <laughs> Yeah, and I love the next part where they're out on the kickball field and Granddad's walking Huey up by the hand <laughs> to that, deliver the, him. <laughs> that is literally the very next line after yep. that clip. I love Here it. Here he is. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, that's I, I just I just love that. And Huey's just pissed. <laughs> mm-hmm, not having it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, then you know, then Ed, you know, uh, and I'll jump in here 
uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that Ed explains to you about the Wusheng Woodcrest Junior Senior Harmonious Kickball Terminus Tournament and why it's so important. Uh, Huey is adamant he's not going to play because the little girl he gave a permanent severe limp to. Ed then produces the little girl from behind his back, shows that she's fine, and he has her dance in front of him as he explains <laughs> to Huey that, that Huey was just too good uh, and that he had to play on his motions so that he could uh, keep him from beating his his kickball, his personal kickball team. Uh, Ed then introduces the Woodcrest Harmonious Kickball Team, a group made of Blackwater mercenaries and children from the Dominican Republic. Ed then tells him that if he doesn't play well, he will blackmail him, with, uh, as in the intro, with a Photoshop picture of him dressed in fashionable clothes. Nuthugger jeans is one of them. Uh, Huey says he'll take his chances. All right, Huey. I'm not a fan of the truth, but here it is. The Chinese are calling in some debts, and I had to bet everything on this game. My banks, your home, everything. You think I'm bad? Just wait till the Chinese take away all the freedoms you enjoy. Freedom to complain. Freedom to have as many offspring and assault rifles as you like. The freedom to surf the internet for pornography of your choice. Not the porn. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, and then I picked this clip because, y'all, I'm going to get us all in trouble this episode. Good. Like, <laughs> yay! <laughs> I have, like, a lot of close friends who are who are from China, who live in China, like, and they tell me about, like, how this shit is no joke. Like, China does not mess around. But, like, I feel like it kind of goes, I don't remember if it was last week's stupid white people question where it was like, why don't you go back uh, where you came from oh, or yeah, whatever. Week, week before last, yeah. It reminds me of this shit, because anytime you get into a discussion with people about like the bullshit that goes on in America, the systemic racism, all this kind of stuff, they always want to say, but you're so lucky, but you don't know how good you have it in America. You guys get to do everything. And And listen, yeah, China has a lot of fucked up shit, concentration camps, censorship, lack of Google. I get it. But please don't think that excuses all the bullshit we have going on stateside as well okay exactly and i i think that's kind of like a subtext from something you just said a little while ago and kind of where this whole episode closes out mm. but i'll i'll save it for later this time for real <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, and uh, even after all of that, Huey doesn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> then, uh, Huey, at that point, goes for a walk in the park where he runs into a little Chinese girl. She calls out to Huey uh, at, for quitting the game. Uh, Huey says she's got him mistaken for someone else. Then she doubles down and tells him who she is, Ming, captain of the Wusheng team. She tells her story of becoming an elite kickball player from birth and that she needs a worthy opponent. Huey repeats that, he, that she's mistaken. She then kicks the ball at him. He stops it in a spectacular fashion, agrees to play, but only uh, only as only if it's a simple bit game of kickball. Now, the, uh, real quick, that that thing where how Huey caught the ball on his foot and then kind of swung it around. That's that's a Bruce Lee move from Enter the Enter the Dragon. So he's working out and they come. Someone comes bothering him in the room. He's got his legs straight out and then he kind of just swings it front and then puts it down and, and it just very slow. And so that's uh, homage uh, as Huey likes to do to Bruce Lee. So uh, back at the kickball field, the team is practicing and Wunsler sees that Huey has returned. Now you decided to come fight for freedom. Well, you made the right choice. All right, bring it in. 
A few minutes ago, in a gross violation of my civil liberties, the INS repossessed the five Dominican players from the junior squad of the Woodcrest Harmonious Kickball Team. <laughs> Lindsay? Yeah, that, that shit just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Repossessed. I mean, come on. I mean... And- his civil liberty <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> lord lord may, uh, the dominican players that also remind I, I don't know if this was around this time or not uh there was a dominican team that won the little league world series and they had this fabulous picture i can't think of his name mm-hmm. um and he was probably his <laughs> he was supposed to be 12 and he was like as big as dean and <laughs> yeah in fact i think that's kind of uh so yeah they're they're in in, in my trivia stuff here on, on my other page it says the um well, and this kind of goes back to uh, it'll come up again to that uh, Dolo, the big guy that's in the in the episode that which. So this is also a reference to um, the a reference to the 2008 Summer Olympic Games in Beijing and the controversy surrounding the ages of the Chinese gymnast team members. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what this is referenced to. But, yeah, I can I, I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah, that kid was like they, it came out. That kid was like 16. Just just throwing on 12 year olds, bro. I was like, what? Uh, running them down. Abs and kids sports a lot, evidently. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, come on. Uh so yeah, and so right right as uh, at that moment, um uh after uh Ed has explained all this, uh a helicopter flies in. One of the mercenary players gets a message in his earpiece that there's a POW rescue in Afghanistan that has to take place. They all hop in the chopper and take off, even though Wunzler tells them they're not allowed. Uh, but they do it anyway. Uh it tells Huey that he he is now the team captain and he has got two days to assemble a new crew. So that kind of, I don't know if you guys caught that too. I was like, oh shit, Blackwater. Mm-hmm. They were causing trouble even back then. Oh God yeah. Oh yeah. They, yeah. That's uh that's, that's a, uh, Dick Cheney was running uh, some of that, I believe um, along with uh, whatever that other thing that he was involved with. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember, but I think he was involved with some of the Blackwater stuff as well, or at least hiring them. I'm not. Was name Halliburton? Halliburton. That that's it. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yes, Dick was in some. Dick was in some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> I, I, you know, speaking of speaking of him, I, I've got to say, Christian Bale did an amazing job playing Dick Cheney. I don't know if you saw the movie, uh, mm-hmm. but it was he did a really good job. What is the name of that movie? Dick. I think. <laughs> Get out. I think I think so. Um let's I'll have to look it up. Uh Christian. Oh, come on. What's some academy didn't that didn't that win up some Academy Awards too? Somebody uh, won an Academy Award for their performance, I thought. Yeah, now now I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna go ahead and look. Uh Christian Bale Dick Cheney. Oh no, it's called Vice. That's what it was called. But God, he looked, I mean, the makeup and he put on weight and stuff. He looked just like him. I mean, he did an amazing job. So get a chance. Go see it. I'm not a big fan of Christian Bale, but he did an amazing job. (laughs) Sam Rockwell plays. I think Sam Rockwell plays W in it. So. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It was. Yeah. Wow. It was a good movie. Um, Let's see who. Yeah. Christian Bale was Dick Cheney. Amy Adams was Lynn Cheney. Sam Rockwell, W. Uh, Steve Carell played uh, Rumsfeld. <laughs> um, 
oh god uh let's see did oh my god did Ty, tyler perry was in i'm wondering did he play uh powell uh i kind of i gotta find it but it was it was it was really good i enjoyed it um so let me see where are you changing scooter libby lisa gay hamilton played condoleezza rice um where the hell tyler yeah tyler perry played colin powell so there you go wow <laughs> christian bale won a few best actor awards he didn't win uh and they he didn't win an oscar but he won uh critics choice and a golden globe for best actor and that for that mm -hmm. nice yeah, I thought I thought he had won something for that one. I'm not a big fan of this personally, but he he's good as his job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't. I, you know, it's I, <laughs> between Don and I over at Podsgear, uh, You know, Don hates Tom Cruise, and yeah, <laughs> how? I, oh, he just <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. His opinion is any movie with Tom Cruise in it would be better with any any other actor playing that part. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely he's one of those actors like i always say will smith used to be one of those actors andy stamberg is one of those actors tom cruise is entertaining but to me i don't care what role he's playing it's always tom cruise playing tom cruise as the last samurai you know like yeah without a doubt Jeez. Honestly, Brian Reynolds is like that for me, but he makes me laugh, so I don't care oh, that much. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's got he he makes fun of himself, and he he and his wife are always kind of poking. I mean, they're adorable. I mean, just all the the way they are together. But I mean, he does not take himself that seriously, which I I think that's kind of the difference between him and Tom Cruise, who's you know. <laughs> Yeah, he's he seems to be very well. Every and the Deadpool movies, anyway, he's right. very self aware. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds in every movie. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He's likable, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, I guess, if you find a character that reminds you of Ryan Reynolds, you should have Ryan Reynolds play that role. So, <laughs> all right, you wanna you wanna pick up from there, Lindsay, or you want me to keep going, or sure. Sorry, I was on the oh, no, no, it's, page it's okay for that movie. I was like, this has to be a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, da, 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 da. So at that moment, oh, we read that part. Yeah. 823. Later, yeah. they reassemble at the kickball field. With them, they've got Tom, Riley, Miss Von Housen, and Ed the Third, Cindy McPherson, Butch Milsevic, and a Tibetan named J Jigme, Jigme, who only who only wants to play because he hates the Chinese. Granddad is even in the lineup now. And Wensler pulls Huey aside and tells him how bad he thinks the group is. Wensler speaks to the team to let them know, even though he doesn't have time to train them, he's got them the best shoes from his child labor. And <laughs> <laughs> the third is so fucking wrong. And the third puts his shoes on and gives a kick and gives a kick to a ball that goes flying right into the hands of a very large man who's standing next to Mr. Long Dao. And Mr. Long Dao wishes the Woodcrest team best of luck as he tells the man to give them their ball back. The man kicks it so hard that it hits a tree and the tree falls. 
Yeah, that, that <laughs> and I love how Huey, Huey, everybody else turns around to watch that, and Huey's just the entire time just staring him down. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he is he is nonplussed. So, <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that and that's kind of, that's the one that's Dolo, the one that you know that they end up talking about. Um, but yeah, so that. That I think is is probably the uh, you know that that whole it, it, in a, in a way this kind of reminds me of uh, trading places. So the two rich old white guys in trading places uh, make a bet <laughs> that affects everybody else. So I you know that's kind of where that this whole thing kind of remi- a lot of that reminded me of that. I, now that I hear you say that, like how I said, I feel like this is what this whole episode is all about. Mm -hmm. That reinforces that, but I'm not going to spoil it till the end this time. time. All right, fine. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's see. um, Let's see. Where were we? 1023. 1023. Yes. Uh, So it's game day now. And, but before things get going, each team is trying to get opposing players ejected from the game. After the game begins, Huey takes the mound. The team encourages Huey uh, until he makes his first pitch to Ming, which she kicks out of the park. The next kicker is an old woman, 73 year old woman with diabetes. Kidney failure hasn't peed in uh, what did she say three years or something like that? Three years. <laughs> uh, and Huey doesn't fare, fare any better. She slams it. Uh, once the kid comes out to uh, tell Huey to get his shit together, after that, Huey starts pitching strikeouts. Uh, when the large man, Dolo, uh, that's one of the ones that they were at the very beginning where they're trying to get players ejected. Once I was trying to get Dolo ejected because he's obviously a man, but the Chinese government says that he's only 12. So, mm-hmm. um, so Dolo comes to the plate. He kicks the ball right into the gut of Ed third, which sends him back flying into the center field wall. He catches it anyway. Dolo is out. Um, the side switch. And now Woodcrest is up to the plate, starting with Huey. He gets a base kick. Riley's up next. He points uh, that he's going to kick a home run. Just he, he's doing a Babe Ruth thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he strikes out, of course, um, <laughs> with with granddad saying good grief. So that that's a whole peanuts analogy right there mm-hmm. he, so uh, riley is 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 uh chuck and he's getting he's keep missing the ball and <laughs> with granddad giving a good grief at the end there uh Tom, real quick before, yeah, real yeah. Quick before go you go on yeah um i don't i did not notice this during the uh episode where he was doing the graffiti but this is the first time i've noticed and this, i, I I did not notice this before. Riley is left-handed and I don't think I've ever, they've ever made a big deal about it huh. or they showed it, but Riley's left-handed. And the only reason I noticed is because I'm left-handed because, and, and he's the only, uh, he's the only player that we see uh, kick from that side of the plate too. Huh? I wasn't even paying attention. Good. Good eye. Yeah. I, yeah. I did not spot that. Some new trivia for you. <laughs> Cause I never noticed that either. <laughs> so um so yeah uh the uh, the side switch uh, so Riley misses he strikes out Tom then is up next on the plate uh gives his big stretches everything's back's popping crack he kicks uh it's a grounder to center field the center field uh then kicks it over to Ming at the at the mound who then she's you know throws it right at Tom's head and knocks him out next granddad is up Ming pitches he makes a 
fairly pitiful kick. I think they, they referred to it as anemic. Uh, back, just a, kind of a dribbler back right to the bottom of the mound. Granddad uh, notices it see, and starts to walk uh, and sees Ming with the ball. He he says, okay, I'm out, I'm out. She though, goes ahead and throws the ball at him anyway, <laughs> knocks him out. Um, the game continues uh, with Dolo running through Jigme on his next kick. Uh, then the Chinese player beat Jigme up as he's running the bases. Uh, once or then confronts the ref to find out why he's letting them get away with all the abuse, especially since he paid him off. And apparently the Chinese folks pay him a better, uh, a better wage. <laughs> uh, then in the dugout, um, Wunsler expresses the importance of winning this game. Listen, I don't care the refs are cheating. We cannot lose this game. The stakes are too high. Well, who bet the whole town on a kickball game? Okay, maybe it was a wrong decision to bet all of our economic futures on a kickball game. Well, we're Americans. We don't quit just because we're wrong. We just keep doing the wrong thing until it turns out right. This is stupid. I'm going home. What about them, Huey? Your teammates. You got them into this. Now you're turning your back on them? You got to make the motherfuckers pay. Come on, Huey. I don't want to play no more neither, but we can't go out like a bunch of little bitches. Granddad? I'm trying to save my house and my big titty boy. <laughs> it's up to you, Huey. The sooner you stop holding back and decide to play like a winner, the sooner we can all go home. <laughs> go ahead, Devon. There's a lot here. Oh, yeah, um, there is. There is a lot here. Um, first of all, we've got Ed Wansler being the manipulator um, and, manipul- you know, just, con- you know, conning poor Huey to go back out there. Um, the the team's in shambles. Let's go get him. Um, and there was something else that, that there's, a, there's another reason. What was it? Cheating to, oh, we're, we're Americans. We, uh, we, we don't, uh, what, how did he put it? We don't, we don't, um, we, we, we don't stop doing the, the wrong thing. We just keep doing it until do, it's right. Until right, it's right. I'm, <laughs> and I, I lost my mind the first time I watched it because I immediately thought of, uh, of America pulling out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this, it was, you know, and, and MJ's, uh, voice popped in my head. Uh, he is so prophetic. Like it was like perfectly timed. It was like, oh yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, we yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> that's pretty much what we did. We're just gonna keep doing the wrong thing until somebody finally is brave enough to pull us out. And oh, let's leave a let's leave a shitstorm since we're so while we're at it. <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is at the time this episode came out, we were in Afghanistan for almost nine years at that point. <laughs> well <laughs> I don't think anything else needs to be said I just, I just gotta let that one go yeah I mean so it, it, God it's and you know it's been it's been 20 years now and you know it's I mean I'm glad we're out uh, I don't think we should have been there in the first place that's just my opinion I know that there are others that have differing views Um I mean, if the whole point was to go get bin Laden, we did that, what, uh, 10 years ago now? And, um, you know. <laughs> Taliban offered him up. Mm-hmm. It's like, y'all can have him. Here you go. No, no. Well, nope. Turned it down. I'm like, okay. I just want to know who got rich. Mm-hmm. Wasn't me. <laughs> right. No, not, not I said to fly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that... that <laughs> 
<laughs> that Wensler is just yeah. That, I I almost picked that part just of, of him saying that we don't we don't quit just because we're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, I almost made that the intro clip because that was so good. Um, but yeah, that was yeah, that's perfection. I mean, uh, how we do things uh, as the American government. You know, when we get involved in something, you know, even if we're fucking it up. We're going to keep fucking it up until until we until we give up fucking it up, I guess. Or if it turns out right somehow by a miracle. Right. Yeah. They, um, and in the dugout was Ed Wensler was, uh, you know, uh, gung ho. And uh, Riley said, we can't go out like no bitches. That uh, that also reminded me, kind of reminded me of the attitudes towards uh, going over there. You know, it's like, yeah, we can't we can't let them, you know, the, the you know, the, the metaphorical them, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, do that to, uh, you know, quote unquote us. We got to go get them. And, you know, and then well, we can't be no punks. We, and let's get let's take care of it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, that macho yep. American posture. <laughs> and like that's like that whole scene reminded like it just brought it just right. It's like Afghanistan right in my face, man. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Lindsay, you got anything? Oh, no. Nope. I'm with everything we're freaking saying. <laughs> Only that it's all going to tie back in to all what right. this episode is all about. <laughs> so uh, so at this point, Huey, uh, is, he's 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 in. He's a, he's so he comes up to the plate and immediately kicks a three run home run. Uh, so now the game's getting exciting. Uh, the ref at that uh, a little bit later is seen taking a smoke break as Jin Rummy sneaks up behind him and kidnaps him. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, they at that, they're trying to get the game going again, and but they can't find a ref. The players all take a break. Huey goes to get water and runs into Ming there. In China, there is this place. I've never seen it, but I know it exists. It is called the Glorious Sports Rehabilitation Center. But really, it's a prison camp for athletes who have shamed their country by losing. My grandfather told me if I disgrace him with failure, he will send me there. I too dream of the day I can walk away from this game forever. I am not as lucky as you who had that choice to live in America. Playing on, playing on Huey's sensitivities. Mm-hmm. What you got and, on that one, Lindsay? Yeah, I, it goes back to like the first one I picked when we're kind of talking about like, oh, all of the oppression in China compared mm. to America. And I'm like, we have those here too. They're just not reserved for people who shame our country. They're reserved for minorities and poor people and black people just trying to live their fucking lives when the police decide to harass you and put you into the prison institution sometimes for a legitimate reason usually for not one at all and then you're just in for slavery and all that kind of stuff mm. like that shit happens here to people okay Stop. it's just not as it's not seen as a dramatic one place that it's all kept you know like right. the, <laughs> the the uh Rehabilitate the sports rehabilitation center, <laughs> and the and the victims don't look like the uh, them either. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, let's see, so uh, yeah, Wensler then reports to Mister Longdow that the ref has been uh, found dead under very suspicious <laughs> circumstances. He was kidnapped, th- uh, fell, jumped off a bridge, and then overdosed on amphetamines, uh, like you do. Uh, then, mm-hmm. he tell- <laughs> then he tells that they found a replacement. Uncle Ruckus. 
Huey is back on the mound, uh, looks at Ming prior to making his first pitch. He sees the worried look in her eyes and just pitches a meatball at her. Uh, she slams it, then another and another, and the, the Chinese players in Mandarin are asking one another uh, why the big-haired kid is now so awful. Um, and uh, the one tells the other that, that uh, about the the story that Ming told Huey that you know the, about the prison camp, and they're, they're laughing at about him that he that he actually believed that. Uh, but unknowing to them, Huey speaks Mandarin <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and responds, "I do not like being laughed at," and then starts taking them the fuck out. <laughs> um, so yeah, he pitches very aggressively, taking out several at the plate and some as they are running the bases. Uh, the Chinese team also gets more aggressive, but Huey just takes uh, more of the Chinese out. Uh, the Chinese try to bribe Ruckus, but he's not having it or their cat-flavored breath. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was on one. I mean, you gotta Ruckus does have some principles, um, so he can't be bought. <laughs> uh, I mean, he couldn't be bought by Ed. Couldn't be bought by the Chinese. So. Uh, yeah, I, well, at least, I mean, I don't think he was bought by it. I mean, he didn't, he didn't say anything about that, but he didn't have to be yeah, true. Exactly. He's, he's bought by just the whiteness of him, his white leadership. Uh, so, uh, back in their respective dugouts, the Woodcrest and Wushong teams are completely and utterly beaten up. Uh, they've gotten, they've got one player left on each team, Ming and Huey. The Woodcrest fans in the stands start singing America the Beautiful. Uh, Huey pitches to Ming with, with immense power. He, you know, he, he does the whole, I mean, it's like an airbender thing. Uh, he, he starts to, I, I, I don't know when this, uh, when Avatar came out, uh, it's probably just before this. So it wouldn't surprise me if, the, if some of that animation that they did for that, it came from the airbending style from Avatar. Uh, so yeah, he does does a full on circle around it, kicks the ball in the air, and then slams it back down to her. She kicks it, uh, and it comes right back to him. Um, and when she when she kicks the ball, her leg breaks. Uh, he catches the ball. His arm breaks. They the ball then explodes in this big white fla- white heat. I mean, it's not even. There's no flames. It's just. It's it's nuclear. Um, they're both out, <laughs> fall to the ground. Ming starts crawling uh, towards the base. Um, Huey then re- re- gathers himself. He picks up the smoldering remains of the ball, walks up over her, drops the ball on her. Ruckus, Ruckus calls her out. Um, the game is now over. Um, they then uh, go to uh, the scene where, uh, on the field where there's an ambulance that's been brought to take Ming to the ER. Uh, Wensler approaches uh, Mr. Longdow about their bet, and uh, Wensler, after that, uh, Ruck- Ruckus walks over to Wensler. Congratulations, Mr. Wensler, sir. Your great white leadership made all the difference in the world. Now, what should we do about them? <laughs> Let them bask in the moment. <laughs> we beat those yellow motherfuckers. Yeah, we ain't go out like no bitches. Even though the people of Tibet are still not free, as symbolic victories go, this ain't bad. I think Miss Von Hausen might be dead. (laughs) So, Linda, you you picked that one, Lindsay. Yes, because I feel like this is the clip that, like, if anything, summed up what we have been watching 
um, kind of being mocked this whole episode, which you both have alluded to, like for all of your clips too, which is like, listen, it's the people at the top, regardless of the country, regardless of our respective bullshit. It's the people at the top using the little people to freaking fight their battles. Like, you know, Miss Van Housen looks dead. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, like, hey, and even she's at, rich, so she, she was not right. spared from one slur. And we're just, yeah, we're just tools of the of the the wealthy, basically, more or less, or the business owners, shot callers, whatever, <laughs> and all of the rhetoric and the racism and all this kind of bullshit. It's just shit they use to step on us so we can suffer, and then at the end of the day, they both walk away happy with how shit worked out. And go on with their lives. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. They, that, yeah. That, I mean, many, many, many of the things that I, that I put in there and my, and my other notes was that, you know, about, yeah, corrupt businessmen and powerful making bets on the backs of others. Um, mm -hmm. Also, the sports patriotism with them singing America the Beautiful there. I mean, <laughs> that just, I'm like, oh, that, I, it just felt gross. Um, mm -hmm. Because, yeah, and that, and that kind of, for me, that gets into the, you know, the whole, the kneeling thing when, uh, you know, it just, that, that, that just, that page, that fake patriotism, that performative patriotism that, yes. that comes out is just, I find really gross. By the way, uh, Jigme is played by Dante Bosco, also known as Rufio from Hook. So. ring. <laughs> <laughs> but that like they kind of reference that even earlier in that clip i picked too where uh unsler says like oh you finally showed up to fight for freedom i was just like <laughs> oh come on guy yep this shit. oh yeah that, if they're gonna they're, they're always gonna try to play on the oh you're not you know you're you're not if you're not for us you're against us automatically just so if you're not yeah it's uh, the playing on the patriotism thing the freedom thing oh it's, it's, which swing it back to what demand was saying that also ties right back into that post 9-11 well, let's go after in afghanistan kind of bullshit like if you if you're opposed in any way you are not patriotic you are mm. un-american exactly yeah yeah. Oh, real quick. Um, one of the things, so there's, uh, one of the pitches that Huey does that knocks out one of the, uh, the Chinese players at the plate when Ruckus tells them to take the base and, and they, they can't, and he uses a line from, from blazing saddles, uh, the, the doc, this chink a day's pay for sleeping on the job. That's directly from blazing saddles. I was wondering if that was from something or was that just ruckus me and hate? <laughs> that was that was directly from Blazing Saddles in that very first part where they're building the tracks. That that same uh, that same at bat actually because that was right as uh, Huey is starting to fire up basically. Yep. Um, <laughs> right before he pitches it, the camera is about to switch. That player. Because uh, he see when he sees the look in Huey's eyes, <laughs> he immediately puts his hands over his crotch. Yeah. It's like it's like a very split. It's like a quick thing that I I've had to watch it. I, I think I watched it like four or five times today, and I saw it like the second or third time. I was like, wait a minute, did he just? Yeah. So <laughs> I I just I got tickled. It's those little details. I'm uh, I'm a gush a bit about this. Um, the, the animation. Um, I noticed uh, was so good, like the way 
they uh, showed them move when they, especially when they were kicking, mm. like, it, I mean, it looked fluid, like, and you know, the, the, uh, the anime, uh, the anime style fight scene with the, the anime style fight uh, with uh, the dodgeball at the end. I thought that was amazing, especially when they show uh, 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 Huey, you know, stop the ball and it breaks his, uh, it breaks both his ulnar and his uh, radial bone bones. It, it was okay, Dr. The animation. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was just, it was, it, it was really well done. I mean, the, the animation when he, when he does the, um, when, when he, when he does the, uh, kip up and then into the bicycle kick, when he knocks out the, uh, lady talking yep. about it, just all those little, all those animations. It was just, it was incredible. I'm, and what is it with uh, you guys calling me in for sports uh, episodes? It's I was true. here for the basketball last <laughs> time. Yes. I, I, you just got lucky, I guess. <laughs> we're we're yeah, women. Yeah. We don't know about sports. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Mm. It was a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> um, the, uh, um, the, um, the, uh, I, I didn't think about Avatar on the airspin thing on the pitch because mm-hmm. I immediately <sighs> thought of uh, Naruto because um, he does a move called the Rasengan and he has to whoops, knock stuff over uh, and he has to spin the air the same way. Oh, really? I think okay. he has to actually, he do, it does an opposite. He does like two different directions or something. But um, I, it, after you said that, I was like, oh, it, that, that does look like a, 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 uh, something from Avatar. So, yeah. well, and I I, one, of the, right on one of the pieces of trivia that was listed out on the fandom site was that this is highly reminiscent of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So, which I've never watched. So, I've, I've uh, the, yeah, I've not, I mean, anime, as far as Japanese, true Japanese anime, I've never really watched. Um, uh, so it's all, all mine has been Avatar, Korra, and the Boondocks. And that's pretty yeah. much it. Good choices. <laughs> yeah, you've done well so far. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and I, I would say, speaking of the animation, I, 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 I think they had a different team doing animation in this season. So, and uh, I, I, I'm not sure where it is, but it's, yeah, I think they had a different team because it, it's a definitely a different look for season three than it is for, I think, for one and two. Hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't notice that the music, I like the music as well, too. Did, oh, yeah. did y'all, did anybody recognize, uh, did you recognize any of the tunes or anything? It was, it was tripping me out so much. Like I tried to Google it and everything, but I could find nothing on it. But I swear the music they kept playing every time like the team was getting together to go fight. It sounds identical to this music in Final Fantasy VII before you like before you do like he does like little side training quests and goes to like the workout house. And that is the music that always plays. But when I looked it up, I could find nothing about it, like nothing. Yeah, I'm uh, so I'm going on Toon Find where they usually keep a lot of that stuff. Um, Redball, here we go. Oh, they don't have anything listed in on Toon Find about it either. Yeah, interesting. I so, swear though, if 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 it's not that song, it's something extremely similar. I'm I swear. Yeah, I th- I think uh, the only one that I that 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 I recognized was when Ruckus shows up and they always play the Job of the Hut theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which i think is perfect for ruckus mm-hmm. okay. can't unhear it now thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh you know you know and i i always assume and i because i i was 
I never watched Disney. I know that Disney has a racist past, but I <laughs> this is this is something I just recently found out myself is that um, Uncle Ruckus, which I always thought was based off of you know um, Uncle Tom, mm-hmm. but it's his name is ba- based off of Uncle Remus that from Song of the South. So. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I found that out recently. I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> so Wow. Sure. So. You know, I, I don't like how we always dump on Tom, but I always took like Tom was also kind of being winked at as like an Uncle Tom. I, and I believe that is true. Um, yeah. So, yeah, where he's he's more of the, you know, the trying to fit in, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I can see that. And I, the Tom, the, the Tom name, I guess, fits in that case. So. Right. Mm, uh, one, uh, one other thing, um, you know, they talk about how, you know, the, Ch- the Chinese were the enemy and, you know, they don't, um, you know, they have, they supposedly have this, you know, the, 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 well, that I don't want to call it a concentration camp, the, uh, the camp for, you know, if you fail in sports and stuff like that, after the game, you notice there was a hot, there was a hospital, there was a hospital, there was a, a ambulance on the, uh, on the field mm-hmm. to pick up Ming, mm-hmm. Right. And the rest of the Woodcrest team is in the dugout, just laid out. And I just, <laughs> I, I thought that was really interesting. I, I, mm-hmm. I was like, they, I was like the Chinese take care of their players while the Americans like let them bask in the glory as they're all beat up yeah. and taped up and Miss Van Houston may be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, and it's funny she didn't speak at all in the in the episode. So because she, I mean, she previously been voiced by Marion Ross, so Mrs. Cunningham from Happy Days. Um, <laughs> uh, so and yeah, this another piece of trivia was about uh, how in this episode uh, that this was the only other time that he's actually spoken directly to Ed the Third. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Let's see. Any other? Oh yeah. Even at the end, I don't know if you looked at the scoreboard. Even though Woodcrest was declared the winners, it was eight to eight. It was tied. It was a tied game. They had the le- they had the last player left. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> they had the last player standing. Well, so. you know, it's funny though. The, the even though all the Woodcrest players were still in the dugout at the very end, you saw all the other Chinese players over hanging over around me. So they were healthy. I mean, I mean, so I. <laughs> I don't. That's a good. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious. You know what? Uh, I mean, probably. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, we got anything else before we get into uh, the white people question? Not over here. Yeah. Sir. Okay. So let's uh, let me let me move get my uh, soundboard where I need to do it so I can do this and. Welcome to Stupid White People Questions. You mean I'm going to stay this color? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, I could, you know, I'm, I, it's, it's harder to find more and more stupid white people questions. Uh, so I, I, I have a, I, I, I'll call this an ignorant white person question because I came up with this question and it and it's just because I was uh, as I go through TikTok I see things and uh, and, and I came across uh, someone talking about um, uh, 
uh, Tutnese or Tut, the the which was the original AAVE, I guess you could say. I mean, it's what you, the slaves used to talk to each other so that they wouldn't be understood by folks that they didn't want to be understood by. Uh, so their owners are other, you know, white people. Uh, so, um, and I've and I've looked at I had never heard about it until you know just very recently, and they were talking about you know not to you should not never teach it to a white person. Uh, even though it's available, you can go out and f- find out about it. But I so my question here is that there's been talk recently over the over within social media about Tutnese, uh, and what what is your opinion on number one white folks learning it? And if you don't have an issue with white folks learning it, do you have an issue with white folks speaking it, or do you have an opinion on it at all, Lindsay? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't care about. And like we've talked about this in other episodes, I I see appropriation for what it is, but it typically does not offend me too much. My vibe towards it is always like, okay, whatever, do what you want to do, but understand you may be offending other people. Are you offending Lindsay Lucas? Not so much, but that does not mean you are not offending lots of other Black people and you always have to watch kind of like, what you're doing, like where, how deep it can cut, right? So this is something that Black people as slaves had to do to kind of have a have the best chance possible at survival or, you know, getting through the day and et cetera, et cetera. If you're learning it and you're out here using it and doing it whatever, um, I guess fine, but I just don't understand what, what need or purpose you would have for it at this time. Now, if we're going to talk in my conspiracy theory bullshit, it might not be a bad idea for all of you to start learning ways to communicate uh, when you don't want certain people around to know what's going on. Because as I firmly believe, we are going to eventually move into a world where it's oppression is not going to be, well, I mean, we're already kind of there, but oppression is not going to be exclusive to Black people. So, any person who's now up for oppression, yeah, you should start learning from this concept and figuring shit out. But if you're out here on social media, kind of just, I don't know, using this shit in a way that's like like disrespectful, like if Eminem comes out and says he's going to be the first to rap and tut, I would kind of be like, oh, why? You know, like... <laughs> Like, why are we, why are you doing that? Like, I kind of don't see the value. But again, I can recognize it as appropriation. I can say this is kind of ignorant or this is kind of like um, dismissive towards the true origins of what this is. But I'm not about to press you all over it. You go out there and you use it, learn it, do whatever you want with it. But that's me. Hmm. I don't have anything to add, really. <laughs> um, I mean, my because again, I'm very, very new to the idea of. I had never heard of it before, but I mean, after looking into it, I mean, it's. I can see what I mean because um, we had. I mean, it, it, Pig Latin. I mean, is it's very mm-hmm. similar in structure to that. I mean, and it's it's what they call an argot or a cant. Um, so it's 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 a language used to mislead. Um, and so the, I remember my mom also had one called Abu Dhabi, which was which was it was similar to 
uh, Pig Latin, but um, but it, it used different. I'm trying to remember uh, how all that worked. Uh, I can't remember right now. But if I heard it again, I would remember. But there's there are different ones. I mean, so yeah, I was just it it was curious to me. I mean, because I I do see it. I mean, it's a language and it's got its own rules and structure and things like that. Um, so. As far, I mean, it's kind of, you know, in regards to this episode, it's kind of like Huey listening in and knowing he speaks Mandarin um, and and then kind of uses that for his, you know, to to make sure he still has his edge. So it, it's, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I just find it very, it's an interesting concept and in, uh, of how that works because yeah there because i've seen arguments from uh between black people on tiktok about this talking about you know is, is it gatekeeping or you know so i was is, I, so that's kind of why i brought the question up because i was kind of curious what you thought about it um it's i never it's something i as a white person never had to think about so i'm like i said i don't know if you if you want to learn it because you're a history buff or you think it's interesting or whatever, I really have no issue with it. It's just like if I kind of just see you out here like doing doing social media shit for clout, writing rap songs with it, um, I don't know, calling out to your homie on the street with it. I'm going to be like, why are you doing that? I, I kind of don't understand why you would want to do that. But again. It's not like, it's not like, I mean, I don't, I don't fucking know it. It's not like me as, I'm not saying other black people don't, I don't know shit about it, to be honest with you. I understand the concept of it, but that's about it. Like, well, what's your, what's your opinion on, I mean, just, you know, standard what's seen as AAVE these days about white people speaking in that manner? So, I mean, I think that, and Damon, definitely don't let me dominate. I feel like that kind of goes back to uh, when we talked about the N-word in the episode, a previous episode, and I said, I I use it like crazy. I don't care. Now that I'm my own boss, especially, I'd be out here on on Twitter talking in all kinds of like hood shit. And it's not even, I don't think it's even a code switch. It's just that I grew up in a very... Catholic school, Mm -hmm. corporate environment, and then I grew up in the hood. So it's a, to me, kind of flopping between those is just very normal. That's just you're bilingual. (laughs) Right. And it just, it comes out when it comes out and it does not come out based on environment. Like I could be sitting in a a boardroom and I'll be like, yo, y'all know the projector, you know, that shit's broken, right? (laughs) You know, (laughs) it just comes out how it comes out um, now anyway. So, um, I feel like that kind of behavior, though, now or that kind of language, again, is is from growing up in the hood and the hood, at least the hood I grew up in, was not exclusively black people. It was still a very, very mixed neighborhood. I had a lot of loud people who lived around me, a lot of Spanish people, a lot of um, refugees Hmm. grew up in my neighborhood. So, I mean, we all talk like we're fucking from the hood because we are. And so I, I wouldn't. I don't care about the shit like the people I grew about grew around said, like I even said on that episode, there are people of all races who I know who use the N word and it does not phase me. It really does not trigger me in any way. I'm not, but I tell those people don't think that because I 
am okay with it, that you're not going to get out here and freaking, I don't know, Crenshaw or wherever, drop that shit and get your ass beat. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. Y'all do you. I just ask that you be aware. If you're going to kind of be down with the sauce, like kind of be aware of the culture that is attached to it and when your behaviors might be interpreted as um sorry <laughs> when your behaviors might be in- interpreted or could be taken as offensive you know what i mean yeah yeah i i, I and, and it was, I, I mean i know they're you know mike i know who i am <laughs> and i know i i'm not gonna do that but i mean but i was curious just about, you know, that, that entire, I mean, there are, yeah, the AVE, whether it's, you know, current AV or if you're looking at Tut, I mean, it has all their own, all, all its own rules. And so and there was just even somebody talking about, uh, black, black folks talking, using doubling up words. So it was kind of like, you know, did you go on a date or was it a date date? <laughs> you know, th- those types of things mm-hmm. and, uh, and how that came to be. So I, I, I uh, which, you know, some, comes from some form of African dialect that where they, where they use double modifiers to explain how important it is or how, you know, how really significant that particular item is that they're talking about. So I, uh, I, and cause I know that some of that is even in, infiltrated, you know, white state, you know, white folks, <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, you know, cause I remember the, the date date thing. I kind of remember, uh, from, uh, a, a comedian that was talking about is, is, uh, talking about how he went on a date and his friend goes, was it a date date? He goes, I think it was a date date. I spent money, money. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> so yes, that, that also infiltrates outside. Um, so yeah, cause when, it, when it makes sense, I, you know, it makes sense, you know, say, saying something like that date, date, or, you know, did, did you work? Did you work, work? <laughs> you know, well, I went to work, but I didn't work, work. You know? <laughs> so whether, whatever it happens to be for you. Absolutely. So much is found in intention. Like again, if it just, mm. if it just feels natural from you, um, I'm not, it's not going to trigger anything, but if I, if you kind of come up to all three of you, us three are sitting at a coffee table and then, um, you know, we all order a coffee and well, I order matcha tea and you and demand Dean and demand order a coffee. And then the waitress says to demand, Oh, a coffee, coffee. <laughs> then I would be like, what is this bitch doing? Like, why are you, why are you doing, you know what I mean? That's when it comes weird. But otherwise, yeah. y'all, I don't really give a fuck. Do whatever you want to do, but just be aware of what you're doing and watch the consequences. Yep. And I would just throw the black power fist up to let her know that I just want my coffee <laughs> black. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so anything, anything else we want to uh, discuss before we, uh, Send do do our send off. I don't think so. Well, Demond, thank you so much for joining us again. It was a pleasure. It always is. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah! Thank you for having me. Uh, can I hit my pluggables real quick? Get after it. Uh, you can find me on Demond Does. I've got sixty-one episodes, most of them interviews, uh, and I've interviewed everybody that's been on that. Uh, is a uh, consistent contributor on this show um i am also i'm trying to figure out what what i'm going to do with the different world pod um 
I am a co-host with uh, this guy named Dean what? on this show called Disputed, which is amazing. And we this Friday we have Thursday. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Thursday. It'll be Sting versus The Undertaker. So if you're a wrestling fan, this this is the one. This is going to be one of the ones to watch. And also, um, I have been propositioned. Uh, hey now. That's probably a, that's probably a bad way of putting it. Hey, um, I have been. Well, you know, I am sexy, and you know it. Right. Like, <laughs> What'd you say? Wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> wiggle, man. Uh, I love um, there, uh, the. I know uh, I graduated with one of the librarians uh, here in town and uh, she had put out a bat signal about uh, wanting to do a podcast. And one of a a mutual friend pitched, uh, mentioned me. So I will be doing hopefully soon uh, a library, uh, a library podcast about the small town I live in, in Jeffersonville. So right on. That'll be cool. Oh, yeah. Everybody needs libraries. Absolutely. Absolutely. The reading rainbow. <laughs> they need to, they need to hire that man oh, for Jeffrey to be done with it. Yes. They, I'm, I'm, they need to hire him and be done with it. Every time they keep oh, having it's like, yeah. oh, we're gonna have this guy. Yeah, he's trash. <laughs> he, they not only fired him for being the host, but they fired him from the show completely. And they brought, brought Maya Bial. I don't mind Maya Bial. She's great, but she's not LeVar Burton. Come on. No. How to f your out of f up your bag in three steps. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, you got anything else? Um, well, before we do this outro yeah, yeah. to invite everyone back next week, where are we inviting them? Uh, we- well, you know what? Um, if you go, you, yeah, if we're going to do the live, uh, which I think we're still planning on doing, you will find us out on our, if you look up the Boondocks podcast, YouTube, we will be on there. That will be, uh, next week, which is what, what, what day is, uh, Tuesday next week. That is the seventh, the seventh. So yeah, the seventh at, um, uh, at 7 PM is when we'll start like we normally do. So, uh, mm-hmm. on our YouTube and I'll put it on our Facebook as well. So it'll be on our fucking Facebook. It'll be on our fucking YouTube and maybe we'll, I'll set up a Twitch. Who knows? But <laughs> figure it out, <laughs> figure it out, put it on your fucking Facebooks. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, uh, anything else? Um, before I, no, before I hit buttons, nope. <laughs> we just, we just may too have to put in the show notes or something or just put out on our social like oh yeah places where they can find the episode since uh this one's a little dicey dicey. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be fun. And I'm looking forward to everything you have to say about it because I think it'll be great. Oh yes. I'm gonna watch <laughs> gonna five times in preparation. <laughs> yeah, and, and anybody who's listening, we're you'll be able be able to comment and ask questions as we're going through the episode. So uh if you're on the Facebook or the uh, the YouTubes or wherever we are, you should be able to leave comments and I'll we'll be able to put them up on the screen and answer them as we go along. All right. Okay, kids. Goodbye, everybody. We love you all. Yeah. Bye-bye. Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, 
Thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for The Story of Jimmy Rebel. Want to know where to find us on social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.